0: If you're enjoying this MedPrep2Go Step 1 podcast, you can now get the content along with the content of the Crush Step 1 podcast ad-free in one bundle. Just go to medprep and find our new subscription podcast called MedPrep2Go Step 1 Bundle. This is Dr. Ted O'Connell with the Med Prep to go podcast. Today we'll be reviewing three microbiology questions. Just a reminder that you can find these questions and many more at MedPrep2Go.com. If you have feedback or would like to get involved in contributing to this question bank, feel free to email me at ted.medpreptogo at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, give us a review, and tell your friends about the project as this will help us move it along. If you're interested in finding more about me and my books and projects, you can find that at tedxoconnell.com. All right, let's get started with the first question. A 29-year-old man is brought to the emergency department by concerned friends because of altered mental status for the past day. The friends report that they recently returned from a two-week vacation. Over the past few days, the patient began to complain of headaches, fever, and a stiff neck. Over the last day, he started to lose his balance and become very confused. The patient's toxicology screen comes back negative for opioids, ethanol, barbiturates, benzodiazepines, and marijuana. Despite adequate care in the emergency department, the patient expires five hours later. Which of the following is the most likely etiology of the patient's illness? A. Swimming in fresh water and Naglaria fowlery. B. Travel to East Asia and Toxoplasma gondii. C, travel to Latin America and trypanosoma cruzi, or D, travel to Latin America and Zika virus? The correct answer is A, swimming in fresh water and Naegleria fowleri. This question describes a rapid decline due to the quote-unquote brain eating amoeba called Naegleria fowleri. This organism, which lives in fresh water, can invade the central nervous system via the cribriform plate If freshwater is exposed to human nostrils, such as in swimming or using a neti pot, symptoms can include those that are common in meningitis such as headache, fever, neck stiffness, and nausea. It presents with encephalitis-like symptoms of altered mental status. Due to the destruction of brain tissue, this disease is rapidly fatal. Answer choice B, travel to East Asia and Toxoplasma gondii, is incorrect. Toxoplasma gondii can cause encephalitis that presents similarly to the patient in this vignette. However, it is more likely in a patient with AIDS whose CD4 count is below 100 cells per cubic millimeter. A cause of meningoencephalitis that could have been linked to travel to East Asia is Japanese encephalitis virus. Answer choice C, travel to Latin America, and trypanosoma cruzi is incorrect. Trypanosoma cruzi is the cause of Chagas disease, which is characterized by an acute and chronic phase. During the acute phase, which lasts 8-12 to weeks, patients have nonspecific symptoms such as malaise, fever, and anorexia, or are asymptomatic. Severe acute disease occurs in less than 1% of patients and includes acute myocarditis, pericardial effusion, and meningoencephalitis. Answer choice D travel to Latin America and Zika virus is incorrect. Zika is endemic to Latin America, but most young, healthy individuals who become infected are asymptomatic. Spread of Zika to a pregnant mother can lead to birth defects such as microcephaly. The key learning point? Nagleria fowleri lives in fresh water and may invade the central nervous system through the nostrils and cribriform plate, resulting in high fever. Nausea, and headache with progression to behavioral abnormalities, seizures, and altered mental status. The mortality rate is very high. Question two A three day old newborn delivered vaginally at 37 weeks gestation presents to the emergency department with difficulty feeding, lethargy, and generalized convulsions. The pregnancy was uneventful, and APGAR scores were eight and nine at one and five minutes, respectively. Vital signs are within normal limits. He is at the 5th percentile for height, 5th percentile for weight, and 95th percentile for head circumference. Physical examination shows skin purpura, posterior uveitis on ocular exam, and poor hearing. Cranial ultrasonography is performed and shows ventricular dilatation with diffuse intracranial calcifications. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? A. Congenital cytomegalovirus. B. Congenital rubella. C. Congenital syphilis. D. Congenital toxoplasmosis. Or E. Idiopathic hearing loss. The correct answer is D. Congenital toxoplasmosis. This patient's presentation is most consistent with congenital toxoplasmosis, which commonly presents with diffuse intracranial calcifications chorioretinitis, sensory neural hearing loss, and signs of hydrocephalus. Other signs pointing to congenital toxoplasmosis include purpura, jaundice, and seizures. Transmission to the mother most commonly occurs from oocytes found in cat feces and uncooked meat. Pregnant women are advised to avoid cats as much as possible. Transmission to the newborn occurs transplacentally from the infected mother. Treatment includes a combination of pyrimethamine, sulfadiazine, and leucovorin. Answer choice A, congenital cytomegalovirus, is incorrect. The diagnosis of congenital cytomegalovirus often begins in utero. Findings in the symptomatic neonate include petechiae, jaundice, hepatosplenomegaly, small size for gestational age, microcephaly, sensory neural hearing loss, lethargy, seizures, chorioretinitis, and hemolytic anemia. Answer choice B, congenital rubella, is incorrect. Congenital rubella may lead to fetal death in utero, preterm delivery, or congenital defects, which usually are asymptomatic at birth and develop over time. Findings include fetal growth restriction, sensory neural hearing loss, congenital heart disease, Central nervous system involvement, eye disease, and many other findings such as petechiae, purpura, jaundice, hemolytic anemia, and thrombocytopenia. Answer choice C, congenital syphilis, is incorrect. Congenital syphilis is defined by clinical manifestations with onset before two years of age. In symptomatic infants, common findings include jaundice, hepatomegaly, nasal discharge, rash, generalized lymphadenopathy, and skeletal abnormalities. Answer choice E, idiopathic hearing loss, is incorrect. The spectrum of other findings in this infant suggests a more generalized process, which would rule out idiopathic hearing loss. The key learning point? Congenital toxoplasmosis typically presents with diffuse intracranial calcifications, chorioretinitis, sensory neural hearing loss and signs of hydrocephalus. Other signs include purpura, jaundice and seizures. And finally our third question. A 2-year-old boy is brought to the pediatrician by his mother for concern about clear, watery nasal discharge and a barking cough for the past 48 hours. She cannot identify any precipitating factors. The child never had symptoms like this before, and has no significant past medical history. He has not had any recent travel and has received all age-appropriate immunizations. He is at the 42nd percentile for height and 53rd percentile for weight, which is consistent with his last visit. The patient is febrile, but otherwise vitals are within normal limits. Physical examination reveals clear rhinorrhea and a high-pitched noise coming from the child as he breathes. Which of the following is the most likely etiology for this child's illness? A, a double-stranded DNA virus. B, a gram-negative rod. C, a gram-positive caucus, D, a negative-sense single-stranded RNA virus. Or E, a positive-sense double-stranded RNA virus. The correct answer is D a negative sense, single-stranded RNA virus. This two-year-old child presenting with acute fever, coryza and barking cough with strider most likely has croup, also called laryngotracheobronchitis, caused by the parainfluenza virus. Typically, patients are between three months and three years of age. This virus is spread from person to person through droplets via coughing, sneezing, and breathing, and is most common during the spring, summer, or fall, though it can occur in the winter as well. The classic finding on x-ray is the steeple sign, which is narrowing of the trachea in the shape of a steeple. The parainfluenza virus is an enveloped, negative sense, single-stranded RNA virus. The key learning point, the parainfluenza virus is an enveloped, negative sense, single-stranded RNA virus which causes croup, characterized by fever, carriza, and barking and cough with stridor. All right, so that's it for this episode, but don't forget to check out all of our other episodes. And a reminder that you can find these questions as well as others at medpreptogo.com. And if you want to dive into some of the source material used in these questions, take a listen to the Crush Step 1 podcast as well. We'll see you in the next episode.